0: You buying the pub with him? No, no! No! No, Daisy's uh, taken a loan out for the deposit and I've arranged a mortgage for the rest.
1: Nothing to do with me. You sure about this?
0: I think I've been running this place long enough to know I could make a success of it. I mean, going into business with Daisy. Well, she'll only have a 5% share. I mean, I know she can be a bit... make Daisy great again, but if you can't trust family, then who can you trust?
1: The talk of the street, talk of the street, the talk of the street, talk of the street,
0: the talk of the
1: street, talk of the street, the talk of the street, talk of the street. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of The Talk of the Street, an unofficial Coronation Street Catcher podcast that is starting to seriously give consideration to the possibility that Harvey's boss is Sam. I'm Gavin.
0: And I'm ready to be footloose and child free. Oh,
1: <laughs> bring it on.
0: We love our children. See ya. <laughs> but it's also nice to get the summer off.
1: Yep. A little <laughs> bit of an extended summer as well. This yeah, year doesn't it? Oh, we get next week or so, yeah, week but or two maybe.
0: I we're we're taking them out a week late, so I think it all works out. It all evens in the wash. Mm. So, yeah, time to take them to their to their other dad's house for mm-hmm. the summer, mm-hmm. which actually means spending most of the time at Pop Pop and and Grandma's house is.
1: Oh. They can do whatever they like. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. No,
0: Benny. Uh, Benny still has to go to summer school, but he'll have to be doing that. Virtually. It's good that we shared
1: yeah. that too. Hundreds of strangers.
0: Well, I think I. It seems like there's a lot of kids doing summer school this year oh, because, really? uh, you know, the pandemic messed everybody up. So mm-hmm. it it doesn't mean anything. I once had to attend summer school when I was in high school. So because I failed to, yeah. Geometry, which Ugh. is something that Benny failed this year. So there is no shame. There is no shame in having to go to summer school. Mm. <laughs> yes, I had to attend with, that... with with Mr. Hale, So, whose first name was Royal.
1: Royal Hale? Yes. Seriously? Yes. What is it with parents? Some, <laughs> you just shouldn't have children if you going to call your kid Royal. What's your last name? Pain in the ass. <laughs> That's just asking for trouble.
0: He was kind of a pain in the ass, but I think I can say that now, as a forty-something-year-old woman. I don't. I don't think he can send me to detention anymore.
1: No. <laughs> just try it, Royal. Just try it. No, we have a. That's a, a kind of theme of my summer when. In meetings and people are asking, you know, what you up to the weekend and mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, we're kid-free for the summer. uh uh-huh. And you can just see people's shoulders <laughs> just drop and go, oh, that sounds their so eyes good. Glaze over. <laughs> that sounds so good.
0: We've had a few people offer, offer to lend their children to us. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you.
1: No way. <laughs> so this is where we tend to get a chance to do what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Road trips, yeah. See about the country. Mm-hmm. Collect some dead presidents. <laughs> yep. All that fun stuff, which is what we're going to be doing next week. Yes. So the implications of that onto this podcast are we don't know where we're going to be next week. Yes. To record this,
0: but we will still record it. We
1: should. I'm going to take some kit. Yeah. Some field kit. So it might not be the full one hour forty five minute the talk of the street experience that you've come to tolerate <laughs> it may be slightly abridged I say that who knows what it's going to look like all I know is I'm probably not going to take notes
0: uh, yeah I let's, let's not forget I recorded from a bathtub in the month of January so whatever happens it will be fine yeah. <laughs> we will improvise
1: we will work it out
0: we're also going to go to to Dollywood which is exciting.
1: I think we need to go to Dollywood. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. Apart, it is a theme park. It's a though. theme park, yes. So the rides. Yes. Is there Dolly teacups? I don't Who know. Who knows?
0: I don't know. I, I, there's at least one roller coaster there. I know, <laughs> and there are animatronic Dolly Partons. So
1: See, we have to go. I don't even what? particularly like Dolly Parton.
0: What? I love her. I wouldn't. She is an icon.
1: I wouldn't deliberately listen to any of her music.
0: Really? Mm. Not even Jolene? No. That's such a great song. I don't
1: think I've ever purposefully listened <laughs> to any Dolly Parton music. but
0: You've never worked nine I, to five? I, I
1: put it the same as Graceland's, which is on the other side of the state. Right. You have to do that as well.
0: Eh, I'm not as excited about Graceland as I am about Dollywood.
1: I'm equally I, I'm, excited.
0: I have to be honest, but you know, Dolly shelled out a lot of money to get the vaccinations in our arms. So did you? Yes, yeah. She uh, helped finance the Moderna vaccine. So I've got I'm, a little bit of Dolly in me. <laughs> I'm willing.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to uh, shell out some money for her. As well. yeah. In, it's,
1: it's closed on Monday. That's all I know.
0: Yeah. Andrew Jackson is the dead president that we're going to see this trip. So I, I, uh, he's in Nashville. Uh, yes. I plan on flipping his his uh, tombstone, the bird and kind of kind of sad that Dobby won't be with us on this trip to pee on his grave. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, he wasn't a nice guy, even though he's the namesake of the company we work for.
1: No, Dobby or Dog. Typically doesn't follow instructions, so we didn't even make him do this. But when he saw the grave of Confederate President Jefferson Davis, yep. and there was no stopping that there stream. Was no
0: stopping. It's like, oh, this is what I can pee on. A
1: dog's got to go, dog dogs got to go. <laughs> and when it's, it's not fair to stop him once he's started. No,
0: right? no. Just kind of let him do what he's going to do
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and take photographs of it and tell your friends. And broadcast it on a podcast.
0: <laughs> and take selfies.
1: <laughs> so that is going to be our, our next week. So yes. apologies if we're a bit late. Because what I'm planning on doing with this one, because we're recording this on Thursday night, mm-hmm. is schedule this so that it drops the second that Friday's Coronation Street finishes. Mm-hmm. We will be doing no such thing next week, so we'll just no. we'll just see how it goes. Play, Play it by, it by ear. ear. Play it by ear.
0: Jinx, you owe me a Coca Cola.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Shall we preamble, my dear? Yes, please. Give us some of that improvised court news.
0: Congratulations are in order for Kate Spencer. Well, Grace and the majority of the Baileys appear to have disappeared. <laughs> The actress who plays her has only gone and gotten herself engaged to Beau Paul Walker. No, not that one.
1: His first name is Beau?
0: No. Her Beau, oh. as in her of significant other, hmm. and his name is Paul Walker, but he's not that one, obviously.
1: Because he's dead. That's right. I started to watch that today. The first one.
0: The first Fast and the Furious movie? I've
1: got this idea in my head where I'm gonna do these uh, YouTube videos where I critique the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Nothing will come with this.
0: Did you see there was an article out today I saw that um supposedly the the reason why Vin Diesel and The Rock are feuding is because uh Vin Diesel was giving The Rock notes on his acting when he was one of the producers of at least one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Bet that went down well. <laughs> they got mentioned in the Stuff You Should Know of last week. Some musician doesn't do anything anymore apart from work on Fast and Furious movies. That's all that they do.
0: Um, that must have. Is it uh, Ludicrous?
1: That's it. Ludicrous That's has- it.
0: Ludacris stars in the Fast and the Furious movies. That,
1: that's all he does now is Fast and the Furious movies. Doesn't do any music. Hey, you know what? Nobody's noticed.
0: Cashing those checks. It's all that matters. Recording news. <laughs> Expect Maria to give Toya a run for her money. Samia Longchaman has just received a diploma in cognitive behavioral therapy. In sharing her good news, she also opened up about her own battle with anxiety. Well done, Samia. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to. Continue to educate yourself, no matter what your age. Right. In her case, 38. Keeps you young. Yep.
1: Keeps the brain ticking over.
0: That's right. And nothing better to do in a pandemic.
1: Didn't learn stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you intend to learn a language? No. I did. It was one of my things I wanted to do. I didn't do that.
0: No. Remember when I was going to write a blog about all the different... Uh, trails that i walked during the pandemic and you know critiqued them and took like a million pictures of each to to show like which ones had the best benches and stuff remember when i was going to do that
1: how you say submit not novel coming on
0: <laughs> hush
1: anyway <according> to-
0: <laughs> finally and come on folks it's just a show news Will Malore who plays <laughs> drug lord Harvey, has revealed people keep coming up to him and attempting to buy drugs from him in real life.
1: Will Millor?
0: Yes. He's the guy who plays Harvey. Will Millor. Well, I'm American, so I say Millor.
1: That's far too fancy <laughs> for him.
0: <laughs> Sounds like maybe they've had enough already. Oh, I can have- of the drugs. Yes, uh, you, you kind of ruined my yeah, punchline there. You did. You kind of crashed, your, crashed, you kind of crashed my party. No, because I think it's funnier this way. Okay. And that's Corey News. Well, that
1: is Cory News. We got there in the end. <laughs> and now we'll podcast for coffee.
0: We are not drinking coffee right now because it's a Friday night or it's a Thursday night. Thursday not night. even a Friday night. You at least have some diet burners over there. Are they burners sugar free?
1: They're burners, burners? burners sugar free now. Yes. They don't do diet. They've changed the name of it to make Just it more appealing to to men. To dudes. Mm-hmm. And I've had a problem drinking diet stuff anyway. No,
0: but you are well centred in your masculinity, my Let's sleep. <laughs> Check out the gun show. <laughs> yeah. I am drinking nothing. I was drinking water earlier, and now I'm drinking nothing. You manage?
1: You want some of my my burners to wet no, Your
0: whistle. Thank you. I don't drink soda anymore. Remember?
1: Yeah. Well, nobody bought us any coffees last week, <gasps> but that's fine because we shameful. got tons of coffee last week or the week before last, rather. So shameful. So no no shame. Shameful. A little shameful.
0: Yeah. Y'all better be buying us some coffee next week because I intend Please, to get. This is... I intend to get some very fancy coffees next week in Nashville and Memphis, and and post them to the to the gram. So or the tweet Twitter.
1: That feels like a threat. <laughs> so if you want to do that and humor Helen or or cave to her demands, <laughs> you can do that by going to cofind dot com. That's ko-fi.com slash the talk of the street where you can buy both of us fancy coffees fancy in Nashville fancy coffees in Nashville for next week and Memphis leave your name and leave a little message and we'll give you a shout out hindsight corner now a blue 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 this is more of a fun fact than it is hindsight corner but there's nowhere else to put it and I wasn't making another jingle I'm a member of Pine Bovril, as you know. Yes. It's a Scottish football fans forum thing. Yeah. And there's but a Coronation Street board. They talk about everything. It's, everything. Like, uh, it's like 4chan.
0: But, Only with, but with without less, the racism. Right. Or less racism.
1: No, there's no racism. It's actually quite a fun place to be. There's Are sick, you sure? There's some sectarianism, but there's, there's right. not really any racism. A bit in a sexism. Board. Oh, tons of that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, there. Uh, They have a Coronation Street board and a user named Bert Raccoon dropped this beauty. The actor who plays Tommy O Uh is the brother of the actor who plays Rick the Chin. What? Right.
0: But he doesn't have a chin.
1: No. Actually, when you look at it, Rick the Chin doesn't have much of a chin either. Oh, stop. (laughs) It all kind of falls to pieces after that. But I had no idea Most people probably knew that I had absolutely no idea I
0: don't think anybody knew that
1: Well Bert Raccoon did (laughs) Thanks Bert (laughs)
0: He's a raccoon, he knows everything He washes everything with his little tiny hands (laughs) And now this Welcome, welcome, welcome
1: Welcome to Last Year Tonight with me, John Oliver. Just enough time to quickly talk about kicking, screaming, shouting, swearing.
0: Was somebody getting married that week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. This was David ripping the pish out of Shona a bit by suggesting that Gail was a heavy drinker in the family and she would frequently get chucked out of the rovers, kicking, screaming, shouting, swearing, starting fights, you name it. He tried to tell Shona that he wasn't much of a drinker. Oh. Yeah. I was gathering, you were, ugh. <laughs> this was from your double ear infection that you were still feeling the effects of. Uh, it was my eight year anniversary of living over here, which means that it is coming up for my nine year anniversary of that, living that over is, here. That is
0: correct. Which Am also I...
1: means that it's coming up for our nine year wedding anniversary. I know, that huh? I've only just remembered.
0: Oh.
1: Are you organised?
0: Oh. We're, are we going to be, be we're, we
1: probably won't be. We'll be like
0: here. on the road coming home on the day. Right. So
1: <laughs> So you're not organised
0: So we'll see
1: I was going to get organised and then because we're on the road it's like well we just need to I, come up I, with something I, I ad hoc got,
0: I got you a pretty substantial Father's Day present you should so have. that kind of covers <laughs> all of the gifting for the summer it doesn't really, I will obviously get you something really awesome for your birthday but Well
1: it's pottery and wicker
0: pottery and wicker i'm mm-hmm. sure we will find some nice pottery and wicker in the great smoky mountains
1: so shona is desperate for some boom chickawawa time and doesn't seem concerned if that's with aaron her care worker or david her husband and becomes very frustrated Our at the jigsaw puzzle scottish vicky and jordan get beaten up with carla pinning the blame on peter although maybe scott who appears overly interested in carla had something to do with it After planning a family holiday, Steve and Leanne head off to the hospital for an update on Oliver's condition. Daniel bores a sex worker with stories of Sinead, but she does her best to cheer him up. But not like that. Not like that. That Lena, Seb, and Emma storyline time travels back to the 70s with Emma inexplicably getting her hand stuck in a vase. (laughs) That was a thing. I remember. Remember when that was the only thing that was on ITV at that time?
0: Yeah. Emma getting her her hand stuck in a vase.
1: Toya and a very dapper Imran have a secret appointment. Ooh. Can you remember what that was about? It was about the fostering. Yes, it was. Tyrone and Fizz feel old. Ken turns into a flag. <laughs> our moment of the week was Gemma talking to Shona about living on the old estate. And our boring moment of the week was Michael and Daniel not knowing what VE day was.
0: Yeah, which is just shocking, especially for Daniel. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what we said at the time. At
0: the time, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was Coronation Street and the talk of the street this time last year. Shall we dive in, yes. my dear?
0: please.
1: Now we have four episodes to get through okay. tonight. All right. <clears throat> we can do this. And I'm feeling kind of sleepy. So am I. So I'm hoping that talking about Coronation Street for an hour is going to wake <laughs> me up.
0: <laughs> you still need to pack.
1: Oh, well, we're not leaving until tomorrow night. You yeah, know. So
0: I haven't packed either. I will do that. I don't know why I said an said hour before this, we leave. Stella is the only one who's packed thus far.
1: Okay. Our first storyline today is Prosecuting Harvey on Sunday He's going back to Sunday (sighs) Nick's out for a morning run when he bumps into Sam who has once again (laughs) managed to give his mum the slip and run away to Weatherfield without her knowledge
0: Seriously, she has no room to talk to anyone because this is just it continues to be ridiculous Yeah She's it, it, like so overprotective that she doesn't want him to see his biological father, and yet, the second her back is turned and she's focused on her phone, yeah. he sneaks out the back. Jack. She
1: thought that he was up in the attic, right? With, with his telescope. telescope.
0: How big is this house?
1: <laughs> and how
0: far how, away is it? How big is this house? Are they living in like the Adams family house or something? I'm
1: telling you, he's a bad guy in all this. <laughs> and this is all an assumption that Nick will be back in town due to the court case starting. Right. So where's this kid getting his info from Is anyone's guess mm. Your mum's going to kill me says Nick And as they walk away we see that they're being watched by another goon Yes This one's bald
0: Is he? Mm-hmm. I Back thought in he had flat, just short
1: hair Sam reveals that he could be halfway to London Before Natasha would notice him missing Sad but true <laughs> He's drafted up a list of fun activities for him and Nick But will settle for a waffle breakfast Good luck finding the waffle maker, says Nick. And Sam's about to start rummaging through Leanne's special box when they decide (laughs) on having pancakes instead.
0: Right, but he still demands, like, lemon and and chocolate buttons and stuff for his pancakes. Because Sam is extra.
1: (laughs) Back at Sharon's, the goon is on the phone to Harvey telling them about Nick and Sam. No sign of Leanne or DS Beardy. Harvey tells them to remind them of their promise. And when Sharon pipes up that Leanne knows better than to double cross them and it'll be dangerous now, she's told to keep her nose out. Harvey means give them a proper warning. Right. I'm wondering when this gang is going to do more than give somebody a warning.
0: Right. Yeah. Seriously. This is a
1: warning after warning after warning.
0: They're, they're giving Leanne far more warnings than they gave to that poor kid that they beat up. Poor Jacob. Yeah. Who was then out of the show. So we're assuming he's deed.
1: But again, I don't know. When we see Sharon later, it makes me wonder what kind of beating that they gave Jacob. Because <laughs> remember the guy that was in the trunk of the car? Yeah. All they did was put him in the trunk of a car.
0: Well, they beat him up a little bit and they put him in. But that was, that was Simon and Jacob. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like grown adult men.
1: Right. That's true. Leanne gets home and is surprised to see Sam. Aren't we all? Nick explains he's about to take him home. Natasha apparently is livid.
0: Yeah, she should be livid at herself. What the hell?
1: Sam just goes, oh, look, mum, over there.
0: (laughs) And he sneaks away.
1: Right. Sam invites Leanne uh, along to their whatever going home thing. Right. But thinking on the spot, she tells him that she's going to see Oliver with Steve. Because it's Father's Day. Sharon phones Leanne seemingly to warn her But Leanne calls her scum and hangs up So Sharon, back in her scummy little flat, grabs the jacket Leanne goes round to see Steve And they both remember Oliver's last word Moo Mm -hmm. Steve worries that she's not doing well And she explains her call from Sharon Steve thinks that they should report it Good idea But Mm -hmm. Leanne just wants a quiet life Yeah, good luck with that, says Mm -hmm. Steve As Nick and Sam leave the flat The goon is sitting in a naughty TT. And grabs a gun, because we all have guns now. Yeah. As he watches them head into Roy's rolls.
0: We live in a place where I drive down the highway and see a giant billboard for a place where you can go and shoot machine guns for money.
1: Yeah, quite fancy that, actually.
0: And we don't have a gun.
1: (laughs) Steve and Leanne are at the tram station back from the cemetery and... (laughs) Steve and Leanne are at the tram station back from the cemetery and is skulking around with her hood up when there are gunshots and then the TT speeds by Sian and away from the street. And then we see from Leanne's point of view, Nick is on the ground next to his beloved Rover 75. <laughs> but of course he's okay. And so Sam, because it was just a warning, you see.
0: Right, which is...
1: But it's bad news can't, about can't the Rover they give 75. A,
0: can't, they give a, can't they give a warning like an actually... I don't know, shoot somebody in the leg or something?
1: Kneecap. Kneecap them.
0: Right. The Do some actual damage.
1: The shots were deliberately fired into the rover's windows, but Sam has memorized the license plate of the TT. Yes. Steve calls the cops as Leanne sees Sharon run off. She was trying to warn me, says Leanne. And later uh. Sam tells DS Beardy the number plate and Leanne reveals the contact with Sharon. DS Beardy thinks this is going to uh this is just to give them a fright and insists the police have their back on this. And then Natasha runs in to make everything worse. Yes. We are done, she says to Nick, again.
0: Right. Well, if you're done, then maybe keep a better eye on your kid,
1: right, lady. I have to there was a nice bit uh, in that, that was almost kind of blinking, you miss it, when uh, Natasha, seemingly blaming Leanne for all this, Yes. says, how do you sleep at night? And Leanne says, I don't. And right. it's just so uh, yeah. deadpan. And right. Yeah. So it was a little bit yeah, little, little, yeah. Little I
0: was, It was, well done, Leanne.
1: Yes. Harvey calls Sharon to give her a bollocking. She was spotted back in the street. He sent out a warning and that's what happens when you cross Harvey. And Sharon would, do, <laughs> Sharon would do well to remember that. You cross Harvey and someone's going to shoot a gun somewhere in your vicinity. Right. Then he calls the goon. He has more business to send his way.
0: Yes some clean
1: up to do mm-hmm. Back at the flat Ugh. Natasha is the voice of the audience as she points out that Leanne has convinced Nick that drug running, kidnappings living and hiding and getting shot at is normal. Well it isn't and she doesn't care about warnings. Sam thinks that this is unfair but Nick finally grows up here and tells him that if he runs away again he'll grass him up to the cops mm-hmm. Fuck my life, says Natasha and she takes Sam away So is about to do a runner from the flat when the goon gets back with his woman beating gloves on Yes. says, you better put down that suitcase because I don't like to beat up women that are holding things.
0: Which is weird. It's a strange kink. That's a very weird thing to say. Mm-hmm.
1: It'd be easy, <laughs> I will beat.
0: I will beat up a woman, but not if she's holding a suitcase.
1: Right. Fam- what? Famously.
0: What? What is that even supposed to mean? I
1: remember when I was at school and I was about to get into a fight and the guy was about to take a, a swing at me. I said, stop, stop. I'm holding luggage. Oh, right. No, fair enough don't like to hit people that are holding luggage.
0: It's kind of like the whole, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses on, would you? That's
1: exactly what I'm going for. (laughs) So later, Nick confirms that DS Beardy found the car, but there's no prints on it. And this has changed Leanne's outlook. She realises that Harvey has her over a barrel forever. There'll always be something else that he wants. The only thing that she can do to try and put an end to this is to go on the stand and tell the truth, despite Nick's protests otherwise. She tells him that he can walk away if he needs to, but she's going to grasp Harvey to fuck because she has nothing else to lose. Right. On Monday, we have uh, part of the story from uh, the Nick stuff and then part of the Sharon stuff. So the Nick stuff at the flat, Leanne is recapping that she still intends to tell the truth and send Harvey down. Nick goes off to warn Natasha to prepare Sam for more gangster hijinks. So Nick and Natasha meet at number eight because Nick's remembered that we don't have a set for Natasha's house. He warns her that because Leanne is telling the truth in court tomorrow, a lot of people are going to be very angry and suggest that she and Sam move to... Oh!
0: (laughs) The mothership has returned to take us home.
1: Dr. Davis, telephone please. (laughs) He suggests that she and Sam move to that London for safety. After Natasha goes gail makes her point clear she tells nick he needs to leave leanne and be with his son all this has come about from leanne's drug dealing in the first place when he says that he can't do that she throws him out uh, a bit of a stand gail. There by gail who has never liked leanne but, and i'm glad that she remembered that she's never liked leanne
0: yeah because it seemed like they had finally made amends but mm-hmm. now you know gail just wants that that cute little grandson <laughs> right she doesn't care. Doesn't she doesn't care. care that Natasha and Nick are never going to be an item again. Nope. She doesn't care that nope. she seems to have forgotten that uh, she didn't like Natasha much either. Nope. Because she was a psycho. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's just Leanne.
1: Right. Get rid of her. Back home, Nick is in a more reflective spirit. He won't be losing contact with Sam because Sam won't let it happen. Well, you yes. got that right. <laughs> and he tells Leanne that the bravery that she's showing here is part of the reason why he loves her. Now hurry up and unpack these fucking boxes, women. I need that waffle iron <laughs> from the Sharon story. Now Rita gets home and hears clattering from the kitchen. She's about to call the police when Sharon comes through, all covered in jam, yes, begging for Rita not to phone anyone. This is the extent that that gun.
0: R- right, yeah, she's got a leaky nose. Right, and a black eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to expect something to be broken here. What's wrong with these people? They're supposed to be hardened criminals. Well,
0: if, if he had broken something, then she would absolutely have to go to the doctor.
1: <sighs> Sharon gives a sob story about Harvey getting his revenge and then goes off for a bath. Rita says, fine, and goes to phone the medical centre and then she's going to give PC Tinker a shake. Yeah. I can't let you do that, says Sharon. These people I'm dealing with take Ruthless to a new level, she says. Yeah, uh, Rita, by, by th- shooting th- in is- the
0: air... And putting gem on my face
1: mm-hmm. And keeping a, a young lad safe in the back of a van overnight
0: Right, yeah
1: Ruthless to a new level
0: Aye, aye, aye
1: Do you really want my death on your conscience? Will you dying of old age, Sean? Because <laughs> that's all that's going to me yeah Sharon asks for her ten grand back so she can disappear again Rita is her only hope Meanwhile, at the rovers, Daisy and Jenny are chatting about the shooting and Sharon, so Jenny decides to go to see Rita. Mm -hmm. But on the doorstep, Rita puts Jenny off. She seems to be standing in her outside jacket, claiming that she's about to jump in the bath.
0: Yes, that was funny.
1: (laughs) I had visions of Paula in the hot tub again. (laughs) Jenny goes away confused and Sharon, because she's just awful at this, almost gets caught sneaking a look through the net curtain. And it seems that Rita is now agreeable to pay Sharon off, but tells her that the bank needs three days' notice before a transfer. Sharon's clearly gagging for the cash. Rita steps away to her bedroom to speak with the bank on the phone, she says. Mm-hmm. Back at the Rovers, this bath story isn't washing for Jenny. Yeah. She goes off to get her spare key and give old Rita a surprise, otherwise known as the fright of her life. <laughs> As she bursts into the flat, and before she gets a chance to go uh, on about getting tasered a couple of weeks ago, police sirens outside to tell Sharon that she's been set up. She tries to run, but is apprehended by a less than athletic DS Beardy, who arrests her for things. "Ha ha," mm-hmm. says Jenny.
0: Yes, and then she says, "Well, Rita, we better not let this vodka go go to waste."
1: <laughs> it's a Scooby Doo random. <laughs> well, come on, let's get wide into that vodka, Scooby. <laughs> Well, do you have any tonic?
0: <laughs> <laughs> any rhymes
1: finally a scooby snack I can get I can get behind <laughs> right so it did look like Sharon was possibly going to outrun DS Beardy because <laughs> he had to the fuck about getting in the front of the car and it all looked very awkward
0: and- right plus he can't he can't run too fast because he can't touch her
1: were you uh, surprised at uh, Rita's double cross? No. Did you see it coming a mile away? Yes. Yeah. I'm just about to phone the bank and you just take a wee seat. Right. Just, just go into my bedroom and phone the bank in private. You just take a seat.
0: And I mean, it does. A, a bank will question you a wee bit if you want to take out a huge chunk of cash, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of believable. But on the other hand, yeah, she was obviously all along just she was not convincing right unless you're sharing
1: you need to get up pretty early in the morning you get the wool over the eyes of old rita mm-hmm. so on wednesday leanne is pretending that she's ready for the trial today but she's bricking it and totally overreacts when simon isn't in his room because he's nipped out for croissants it's going to be a long day says nick
0: yes of oh, croissant eating
1: mm-hmm. leanne and simon are ready to go and despite leanne's attempts to blow this up out of proportion by reminding him of what a significant stance this is. Simon's in agreement that the truth is the only way. Mm-hmm. She just, she, for some reason, she's like, "No, I'm really proud of you, Simon. You're mm-hmm. doing a brave thing here because what you're going to be doing today is getting up on a stand and telling everybody that you were a drug mm-hmm. dealer and you were right. involved in this drug gang and mm-hmm. you're going to tell them who the, the main kingpin is. He's right. going to be sitting over there and right. his name's Harvey. You're going to be pointing him out in front yep. of to a packed court. You're, yep. so, you're so brave. Mm-hmm. and she looks down and Simon's not there anymore and there's a Simon shaped hole in the door as he's completely done the runner that didn't happen no. at court Leanne is sworn in nice to see Harvey out for the day mm-hmm. she gives a somewhat abridged version of this storyline covering Oliver Jacob, drugs, Nick fucking off to look after his secret son and she fingers Harvey as the leader of the gang
0: but not like that vroom, vroom. <laughs> Leanne's
1: story goes on a bit longer than this, covering her uh, going informant and the sting, and Sam's kidnapping and the th- uh, the threat for her to lie for Harvey.
0: Right, and she's and all... she's telling quite the story. Right, I mean it's all true, but there's a lot of it.
1: Yeah, much and more it, than they need. And all it really does is remind us of how shitty the storyline got.
0: Yeah, for yeah, about... yeah.
1: And at no point does a lawyer say. Objection!
0: Right, yeah, objection. <laughs> Relevance of dead son.
1: Uh, leading, leading the witness, Your Honor. No, she's just left to run her gums off. Yeah, you take all the time you need, Hen.
0: Would never happen in real life.
1: Now it's the defence's turn to get wired into Leanne, basically calling her a muppet for going along with this harebrained scheme and suggesting that this was all dreamed up by her, and so she and Simon could avoid the jail. Right. Which is kind of true.
0: Only it's not dreamed up.
1: Well, yeah. But the whole point of this is so they can. Right. They're cutting a the deal. Right. During a break, Leanne is worried that she's fucked everything up. When Simon announces that he doesn't have to give evidence anymore, and then DS Beardy comes in with some news that's going to shatter their world.
0: Woohoo!
1: So next up, it isn't Simon that's taking the stand.
0: It's Sharon! It,
1: it's Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> she's called Sharon! us up witness and she's sworn in and she's given testimony against Harvey
0: I've told you I've met Ozzy partner pardon, right
1: yeah at uh, uh, Mohegan son. yes yeah. Sharon's suddenly grown a heart she's also grasped up Harvey's associates and his business process manual to groom other saps like Jacob did with Simon mm-hmm. she's given chapter and verse yes. on this uh, drugs operation mm-hmm. she even tells them that when they say uh, that, give a warning mm-hmm. they don't really mean give a warning Right. Somehow Leanne is able to have a private word with Sharon afterwards. She's turned Queen's Evidence, so Leanne and Simon will be able to sleep soundly. No one is overly impressed, seeing as she's only there because Rita grassed her up, but Sharon's nose starts to run again, and so we quickly fade to black. Sharon turns up in the street. Jenny is outraged, but it turns out that Rita's invited her to stay until the sentencing, which is tomorrow. When Jenny points out how stupid this is, Rita says that she can fight her own battles. Thanks very much. Well, let's just remember this next Christmas, Rita, when that tree falls on top of you again. <laughs> so Rita goes into the rovers and Jenny is ready for round two. But Rita's got her melodramatic handbag with her and says that she always gave Jenny a second chance. And it's only right that she does the same for Sharon. Isn't
0: this Isn't this like a fourth chance? Yeah, I'm Fifth not sure. Chance.
1: I'm not sure we can, we can really get away with calling it second chance yeah. at this point. Come on, Rita. I don't even think in this instance of her coming back no. within the storyline, I don't think I think we're beyond second chance now. Yes. But next we see Sharon's meeting with yet another goon. Harvey was a liability, says Sharon, and he'll be going down for a stretch, and so she's the new boss.
0: What
1: the goon says that she'll need a wedge to get the firm back up and running, and Sharon knows where ten grand is just sitting around doing nothing.
0: Why 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 does she need cash to get the
1: Who knows? My main problem with this is Sharn is now a grass and yeah. everybody knows that she's a grass. Right. So who's going to be part of this grassy's gang?
0: Who knows? Not only that, but they... She'd
1: be getting bumped off, by this goon is what would be happening.
0: Right. And we all know that the drugs are bad.
1: Okay. And not just bad. Okay.
0: But bad, bad. Yeah. Okay, they're They're like actually killing people and stuff and the cops know this they th- they know the cops are on their operation they now know that Sharon is related to Harvey and has some business with him why would she turn around and then go right back into the drug business when the cops already know her name and what she looks like and that she's associated with this drug business <laughs> and why why isn't she getting like some sort of sentence because yes okay Simon and Leanne are sort of getting off because they were willing to give evidence. But Sharon was arrested in part for a kidnapping plot, Mm -hmm. which has nothing...
1: Conspiracy to kidnap it, Mm at the very least.
0: Right, yeah. So maybe she gets a commuted sentence, but she should still be sentenced with something and not walking the streets.
1: I guess my issue as well is that she was... Apparently terrified of Harvey. Right. She was so scared of him that she was going to do anything that he said. She did this whole Machiavellian pantomime villain thing. She then uh, seemed to take a bit of a liking of Sam. Is that what's supposed to be the the step too far? Right. So she's turned on Harvey, especially after that he got her beat up. Right. her yeah. grassed him up in court. And now it's turning heel again to become the...
0: The kingpin of the drug right? organisation. Yeah, this doesn't this make... This
1: hasn't been thought through, has it?
0: By all accounts, to quote Cronk, by all accounts, this doesn't make sense.
1: This is bollocks. <coughs> <coughs> so, on Friday, back at Reeters.
0: Nice to see Sharon is still camp, though.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> seems to be... Yeah. Yeah, lots of she's love. She's
0: gonna die like half of her head black, and she could be Corella Deville.
1: Right. So back at Rita's, has laying the foundations. She might be skin and without a friend and homeless, but as soon as the trial's over, she's heading for the horizon or Birmingham, whichever. Mm-hmm. Leanne turns up at the court for the verdict and bumps into Sharon. There's no love lost between the two of them, and Sharon seems confused by Leanne's hostility. Was <laughs> so, really? Mm-hmm. But the verdict comes through quickly. Harvey, you are guilty. Harvey shouts that he'll appeal, but the judge doesn't give a shit and orders some background reports before sentencing. And Sharon gives him a smile and a thumbs up as she leaves, which is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Rita's, Sharon is packing up. She doesn't know where she's going to go, but it'll be safe and far away. And that 10 grand would help, by the way. Mm-hmm. So Rita thinks about it again, but this time she's really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's going to call the cops again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's going to have a bath. She hasn't decided.
0: hmm but wherever it is, vodka will be involved.
1: <laughs> Rookie! <laughs> Jenny bumps into Rita and quickly finds out that Rita's on her way to the bank. Jenny figures that this is Shan related, but Rita will not be swayed. My money, my business, she says. Fine, we'll remember this next time you're trapped under a Christmas tree. I want to sing World War II songs in the pub. <laughs> so Rita gets home from the bank and Shan is keen to go before Harvey's goons descend on the street again
0: right yeah
1: but but Rita's parched and fancies a cuppa stick the kettle on she says 15 minutes won't kill you and rita has not ten thousand dollars she doesn't have ten thousand pounds in her bag she has nine thousand for some reason and she brings it out and and it doesn't even
0: look like nine thousand does it it's all
1: kind of stacked up i guess this is sharon's chance for redemption but for some reason probably because sharon is using language about family that jenny warned her about Rita's big on the dramatic gesture and withdraws the money and puts it back in her bag again. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did any of that happen?
0: I think she was trying to make a point and she was testing Sharon.
1: Oh, right, okay. Because yeah. Sharon could easily overpower Rita and take that money anyway.
0: Yeah. Probably. If she was
1: that desperate for it. Right. Yeah. And she's our drugs kingpin now. Right. Let's not forget. <sighs> No harm done, though, as Sharon leaves, still grateful that Rita gave her a chance to rebuild her life, but with not a penny of Rita's money. And that's as far as we get with that this week.
0: Yeah, well, she gets her heels stuck in a grate.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that was vitally important to mention.
0: <laughs> she seems upset. She gets her heels stuck in a grate, but then she begins to smile. So. That's so the last what's one i going on? to see of her. What's going on in that head? Do you think that's the last we're going to see of her?
1: Well, I know that the uh, actor is back in New York now.
0: She's in New York?
1: She lives in New York. Does she? hmm She's back. She's been back for like half a week. Huh. So if she's still on the street after this, it's not for very long. But I get the sense Do of that so done. we know where in New
0: York she lives?
1: She's in Manhattan.
0: Oh, so we can go and knock, ring her doorbell and say, Hiya! How's it going?
1: No. <laughs> think we get arrested for that
0: oh call us sharon
1: if that is sharon's swan song what your thoughts on her her reappearance and the effect that this has had on the leanne and simon storyline
0: i think they're really going to make a big deal about the whole you know her taking over the drug business then this shouldn't be her swan song but then again, they're probably not going to want to be selling on Coronation Street anymore because everybody knows her name and her face. Uh, like you, I, fi- I find that whole Sharon is going to take over kind of bollocks. Yep. And, um, I say that right?
1: Probably not. <laughs> bollocks. Bollocks. There we go. That wasn't that. <laughs>
0: uh... I really hope this is the end of this because, honestly, those poor actors just need a break. Yep. And I think we need a break from those characters oh, as well. Yes, 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 yes As yes. much as we love them. Mm-hmm. Let's, give, let's give Jane and Ben some much needed R&R, please. Yep. They have been overworked. It was nice that they remembered um, Oliver on Father's Day. And they took the balloons and the and the flowers to him.
1: Yeah, that was nice.
0: That was nice. I liked that bit.
1: And his last word.
0: Moo. Is moo no a word? Or is it an onomatopoeia? It's
1: onomatopoeia, yeah. I, I think it would be churlish to...
0: For a child <laughs> <to> that young, <laughs> fine. It's his last word.
1: Right. You can spell it. If you can spell it, it's a word. <laughs> and he's three.
0: Yeah. But how many O's do you use? See this, see this pictures? is all
1: going back to my mum And when I wrote my name for the first time uh-huh. Have I said this on the podcast? I don't think so So I was like four I think three uh-huh. or four, And I remember being in the living room of the house mm-hmm. A piece of paper and a pen Or a crayon or something And I wrote my name mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I said, Oh, for it, my name For the first time uh-huh. And I ran through the kitchen to show my mum uh-huh. And she took the piece of paper and she looked at my name And said there's two O's in Brim And handed it back to me <laughs> Bob, hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, well done. No, no, no kind of oh, pose. Very good, son. Very good. It's two o's and broom. <laughs> <laughs> She's right though.
0: Oh God, I love her. Yep.
1: So, yeah, I, I, I think I've I probably said this a, a number of times, but I, I think the, the little. Coda to this story, Mm -hmm. of let's let's call it Oliver's death. Right, feels that main part feels so long ago now that it's. I mean, we're having Father's Day now, and we're having let's see, Steve's first birthday without Oliver and all this sort of stuff. That's how long ago it it kind of feels. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know.
0: It seems it seems like we're we're done with this. I think there's still going to be some Natasha sam yeah. nick backlash oh, yeah. and yeah. issues but yeah. hopefully that all dies down too now that there's no threat and let's be honest as nick says if sam wants to see him sam's going to find a way right. because he always does He's
1: continually calling the police on that wheel right okay our next storyline today is summer school on Sunday Summer is already up and revising when I Todd and I see what Billie, you did there mm-hmm, join her I did it last week as well and didn't get any praise <laughs> for that she's got them Father's Day cards and needs them both back from church <sighs> by 12.30 and she's taking them out for a special lunch at the Bistro
0: no card or mention for Paul makes no. me sad
1: at the Bistro Billy has gone on about Bernie in and orange juice starters and Summer goes off for a pish which worries Billy because she's already gone for a pish you're overthinking things says Todd and I don't think I've ever agreed with Todd more. After the pish, Summer's picking at her food and getting frantic to get back to revision, so Billy and Todd give her the uh, green light to fuck off so they can be deplorable with each other over sticky toffee pudding.
0: I'm Bloch to them, not to sticky toffee pudding, which is delightful.
1: Do you know how old Harriet Bibby is in real life? No. She's 23.
0: And she's playing, like, what? Sixteen.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> Billy has enjoyed the meal so much that he tells Todd that he should move in, I get. I kind of thought that it already had I, moved in, but, but whatever. He,
0: it, wasn't it Paul, or not Paul, Todd saying it to Billy that he should move in? Well, Todd's kinda kind of given it like, big
1: well, you know, I already have my maybe smalls I sh- there and my toothbrush and all that, you but think it's not maybe official- I
0: should... And, and Billy says, well, we have to check with Summer first.
1: But she d- they don't even need to bother with that because Summer will be thrilled. <sighs> so they get more vino to celebrate. Hmm. Meanwhile, at home, Summer has knocked back a caffeine drink, goes a bit funny and collapses on the couch. Billy and Todd get home as Summer comes round from passing out, oblivious to the shooting that happened in another storyline which allows Billy to make his concerned face again. Todd agrees this time and wants to take her to the hospital Summer kicks up a fuss and blames a liquid panic attack Fine, says Billy And then we need to go and see Dr. Gaddass Who they saw conveniently at the bistro earlier Yes So Gaddas has been and gone and wants to run some blood tests Summer is affronted for some reason and screams her annoyance as she slams her bedroom door I think it's because Gaddass' son goes to her her school
0: Right, and she's embarrassed
1: Billy worries that this is an eating disorder Inexplicably, all this has put Billy off officially moving Todd in. Someone needs stability and not upheaval. And Todd is clearly pissed that this is how Billy sees him.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Billy You know what's you know what's a big pro- you know what the real problem is though? Billy's constantly using summer to push commitment away. <laughs> because this is the same thing that happened with Paul. You know? Kept forgiving Paul, kept forgiving Paul, kept forgiving Paul. Mm-hmm. Then something happens to summer. Oh, nope! summer has to be my main priority. Goodbye, Paul.
1: Right, that's true.
0: Yeah. Billy is commitment phobic and uses his daughter to keep men at arm's length. He is
1: deplorable. And that is Helen's Insight of the Week. (laughs) Insight of the Week. Raggy. Billy thinks too much has happened to summer this year and needs to slow things down to keep her front and centre for a change. Maybe think about getting his hole a little bit less.
0: Yeah, like that's going to happen. Right.
1: On Monday, at Roy's Rolls, Bernie still hates Todd. And she tells him that no matter how squeaky clean he thinks he is, there's always a hint of a tide mark on his neck that he misses when he washes. And comes Billy, who deals with a frantic summer on the phone by repeatedly telling her to calm down.
0: Never tell a woman to calm down.
1: No. Pop out repeatedly No Okay. Billy and Todd are arguing about what to do About Summer's eating disorder And they're overheard by Shona Billy insists that they were only surmising And they beg Shona not to say anything So Shona says sure uh, So Summer, Amy and Addie are waiting on the bus Talking about a teacher Amy thought was fit But has hairy hands Very Ew. hairy hands Ew. Very harsh suit
0: Yeah which she didn't see when he was on Zoom
1: No Oh, he was fit with her sweet, always very hairy hands.
0: What is she, Jerry Seinfeld?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Summer says that she doesn't mind a bit of hairy hands, or nail varnish, or guy liner. And Addy checks his own hands as Summer rushes home because she forgot something.
0: I don't like this.
1: Uh, yep, there it is. I don't like this. This is where it happened.
0: The only, the only woman for Addy is Amy. That's the only relationship I will approve for either one of them. <laughs> they need to get together, they need to get a dog and get a van. <laughs> start solving crimes.
1: Damn it. Summer's grabbed her stuff and is running back to the bus stop when she stopped by Shona, who tells her that she knows about the eating disorder thing and she's there if someone needs to talk. Fucking Billy, says Summer, and she rushes away. Right. So Summer gets home and gets torn into Billy for broadcasting her business to show them of all people. Right. Rather than apologise, Archdeacon Billy tries to justify this line of thinking, while Summer starts stumbling over her words and then starts stumbling over her feet as she falls to the ground again. Todd comes running onto the street when he sees that there's an ambulance and Billy literally wringing his hands as he explains that Summer collapsed and is getting rushed to the hospital, mm-hmm. most of which was implied by the presence of the ambulance, you have to say. Yes. At the hospital, Todd is googling why teenage girls collapse.
0: Yeah, maybe this isn't something you should be googling. Right. What? What <clears throat> is? What is wrong with him?
1: Right. Why do here. young
0: girls collapse? Yeah, that's going to get a flag <laughs> from the police.
1: Seapa. Seapa. Child protection, I think. Yes. Billy comes through to reveal that the ransom tests and Summer has, has type one diabetes, just like that guy out of Poison. Summer is Brett Michaels. But it seems that no one's told <laughs> some of this, so it's left to Billy, who's great at this sort of thing because he's an archdeacon.
0: Which you know fits guyliner. Summer likes a little bit of guyliner. Right, Brett Michaels, Harry Hans. fan of the guyliner and bandanas.
1: Very, very much a fan of bandanas <laughs> now. For some reason, <laughs> I wonder why.
0: The same reason. Bandanas people and of our cowboy hats. <laughs> The the same reason certain people of our acquaintance are very fond of a baseball cap. Right. Unlike you, who's very secure in your masculinity.
1: I'm bald and proud and tickets for the gun show, (laughs) etc. Someone doesn't really understand what this is, but Billy crying and telling her that he's so, so sorry gives her some idea. Well done, Billy. That she's dying. (laughs) Todd tells her Billy will be able to help with injections, what with him being a junkie and everything. That was hilarious.
0: (laughs) He, t- to quote the falcon he's out of line but he's right
1: mm-hmm. no idea what you're talking about outside <laughs> Todd is resorting to humour but no one notices and thinks that he's just been a dick Billy is worried that they missed the signs of this and could have prevented it we've got this he- says Todd which means nothing thank you says Billy because he's an idiot on Wednesday nothing says never mind about your diabetes more than a big balloon Thankfully Todd's there and he's also brought a medium sized balloon. But Summer is a bit down in the dumps about the whole diabetes thing anyway. At home, Billy's put on a cardigan, which means it's time for a reflective conversation about what this diagnosis means for Summer. Also, Paul sent a massive fruit basket which Todd gets jealous about. Yeah. Who did they think's going to send it? I oh. don't know anybody else.
0: Right. It's nice that they at least give Paul a mention. Is it from Will? Why why Will why why Paul isn't there at the hospital as well? Why Paul doesn't get any sort of attention in this storyline when he is obviously working this week because he's in the Gemma storyline?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just makes me so mad. Poor Paul. Justice for Paul. Not that I want Paul and Billy to get back together because no, Paul deserves no, better. Right? Paul deserves they better. They better
1: not get back together again. No. Later, is eating Paul's kumquat. quote. <clears throat>
0: But not like that.
1: Billy's put a bit of squishy cream on it.
0: But not like that.
1: Well, Billy finds it a bit sour. But
0: not like that.
1: (laughs) Summer's back and ready for her shot, so Billy goes off to wash Paul's kumquat off his hands. But not like that. Leaving Todd oddly furious that Billy isn't letting Summer do it herself. And later, Todd is ready to leave, but Billy wants him to stay and move in. Fuck taking things slowly for Summer's sake. I want my hole. And that's as far as we get with that this week. Yeah. Somewhere with diabetes. Type
0: 1 diabetes. No,
1: it's not the good one or the bad one.
0: I mean, neither one of neither them are great. Neither one's great, right. This is the one that is that isn't developed by, you know, by eating. This is not one that you can give yourself. This is one that you are genetically predisposed okay. to. Okay. That does tend to show up between the ages of 10 and 16. I read a very interesting article today, and I did post it on our twitter feed i saw that yeah that um there have been some studies that have shown that covid and other types of SARS-2 coronaviruses can cause type 1 diabetes to show up it would be very interesting if the show did that i think because she is very much on the tail end of being when you should be diagnosed with this sort of thing right you know being 16 already um
1: they're not going to do that though
0: no they're not going to do that i
1: don't think it's crossed their minds to do that
0: it would be very cool if they did because
1: i would eat humble pie
0: yeah because somebody on the street should have gotten the covid by now right besides aggie's aunt or whatever but you know what this is just yet again going to be somebody who has a disease for reasons on the show and then we'll completely forget about it like
1: until they need it for dramatic purposes yeah Like, like
0: uh Craig's O C D and mm-hmm. David's not anymore. David's epilepsy.
1: Yep, which isn't a thing anymore.
0: And well, they were they did remember this week that Billy has an addiction issue. But
1: And they did remember also that Jack's missing a foot. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll worry about that. But.
0: And um not just a foot, like half of his leg. Right. And uh, you know, uh Tracy has someone else's kidney and
1: mm-hmm. we'll kill again.
0: And Carla does too.
1: They've picked a character, I think, who is kind of inclined to be able to deal with us in summer. Well, don't you think?
0: If it was the old summer, I'd agree with that. (laughs) They've they've made her less stalwart than she used to be. Um,
1: she's still very sensible, though.
0: Well, except when it comes to sure having a thing for dodgy boys
1: mm-hmm. um hairy hands
0: <laughs> guyliner uh yeah I guess this gives the character I don't I don't really know because everything has to have a point to it right
1: it doesn't happen for no reason
0: right yeah so I'm I'm not quite sure where they're going with this like I said, the whole COVID thing would be cool, but it's not going to happen. Um, we're we're obviously going to try to get her and Addie together.
1: And I'm just... <laughs> Looks like it. Because again, that doesn't happen for no reason.
0: Right. So, so, that'll be interesting and fun, I guess. Although, like I said, for me, the only woman for Addie is Amy. But... Mm-hmm. We probably will have to wait a few years for that right right, right. so um but this is also fun because it gives addy a romantic interest and it's time it's been done time all those other kids have been able to get their first smooch on camera it's time for summer and addy to do the same
1: it feels like though with um todd moving in that we might be getting somewhere close to the, the closure of the Towards a prick storyline. Yeah, coming back again. Yeah, because the whole bringing that relationship into focus for some reason. Right. You'd think would have a reason as well. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. Maybe so, Paul's quotes the the fruit that breaks the the relationship. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Maybe that kid that was faking being that other Will. kid. Yeah. Will. Maybe Will has type one diabetes as well, and they'll be in a, a support group together or something
1: because they a, also a very specific prediction
0: <laughs> they also bring up the whole piano smashing thing yep yeah which i'm sure half the audience have forgotten about mm-hmm. that will went in and smashed summer's piano yeah because the mom made it was
1: paul that did it but it wasn't
0: no no but paul got blamed for it because of course he did right because billy is deplorable
1: all right moving on our next storyline is sign of the times on Sunday, Chesney's looking sad because he only has one card and Gemma forgot it was Father's Day, as you predicted. Yes. Father's Day wasn't a big deal in Gemma's house as they never had a father. Right. Chesney doesn't mind so long as he can spend time with the kids while she's off with Paul and Bernie. So he goes to see Fizz and is taking her back to discover that she isn't doing anything with the girls for Father's Day. She explains how much of a brass neck tie uh, has with these loafers and no socks and skinny jeans and all that sort of wardrobe stuff. This is all fascinating, says Ches, but he's still their dad and you should do something. In the pub, Gemma's mourning about Chesney and Alad's operation Bernie reckons the world isn't going to change for Alad So Alad needs to change for the world Paul thinks this sounds reminiscent of what people said about gays Can I get an amen? Amen,
0: amen sister says
1: Gemma. And Bernie says the operation gives him options eh. Later at home Joseph and Gemma perform a sign language routine Wishing Chesney A happy Father's Day that he is poorly equipped To understand mm-hmm. And then Gemma announces that she's now on board with the whole implant thing after all.
0: Right, because it'll give him options and stuff. Yep. I, before the podcast, I watched a delightful uh, video of, of a woman signing a uh, hip-hop concert. Oh. It was great.
1: They really get into it. <laughs>
0: they do. You they know, do. They move.
1: They, they sell it. They're not just standing there like they're doing the news. yeah. You right. can tell there's, yeah. there's something else that's going on.
0: Right, yeah. They're performing it, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know as a song because that's what it is right. yeah I always love watching people signing in the corners and stuff
1: that seemed to be the thing that has uh, that's changed Gemma's viewpoint on like, it because we were very much at an impasse last week that mm-hmm. seems to be that an afternoon in the pub with Bernie saying that you know the world's not going to change for Alad it's, it's kind of what's for-
0: right, but then we have Paul very astutely saying, well, fuck the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, and quite rightly, because, and they, it's good that they do mention this. It's like, well, deaf people don't have to conform to the world if they don't want to. Just like gay people don't need to conform to the world just because the world wants them to.
1: Right.
0: You know, and at least they're still reinforcing the fact that Aled is still going to be deaf. This is not a cure. Mm-hmm. And this does give him options. He can turn them off. He can take them off and live as a member of, the, of just the deaf community. But there was an opportunity to really explore this. And it feels like they just barely skimmed the surface.
1: Yeah, it's making but, me think that Frida's probably not going to be required after all.
0: Yeah. One visit from Frida and that's it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe as Alad gets older.
1: Oh, we've got to wait years for this then.
0: Probably. He's really about... the only one of those kids that we're ever really going to have. I
1: can't remember their other names. One of them's Welsh-sounding.
0: All of them are Welsh-sounding, aren't they? All Welsh. Are they? I think so.
1: Is that a Ceris. I think there might be a Ceris. Maybe or a Cheris or something. Tell you what, there are no Keiths. There is no Keith in that lineup. No. Absolutely not. No Craig's either. No. No Sengas. No. I worked with a guy who had uh, very poor hearing, mm-hmm. and they had uh, his hearing aids were were Bluetooth. Ah, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Because
1: everything's Bluetooth, right? Right. But he could put in headphones like earbuds mm-hmm. and listen to music and still be able to hear because his hearing aid picked up. Right. That just blew my mind. Yeah,
0: brilliant. And, you know, it's a different world.
1: Mm-hmm. Our next storyline today, just a few scenes from the happy Roy and Nina day on Sunday. After shooting in another storyline, Nina gets back to Roy's roles sober this time. She's been to her dad's grave for a chat. She didn't get very much back, she says. Roy mm-hmm. offers to be her living soundboard, but Nina doesn't know where to start. Roy's just sorry that he couldn't protect her. Not even the Black Panthers could protect her, she says. And we got a little, uh, Chadwick Boseman
0: yes, heart tip, a little, a little nod. I don't know if I would call the Black Panther the most sublime of, of, uh, superheroes. Oh, don't even,
1: <laughs> don't even.
0: But it was, it was, it was a lovely nod. I wish, I wish she had name checked him instead of just saying the actor died of cancer mm-hmm. in his youth, you know, but I'll, I'll take it.
1: They reminisce about Richard in his illness and how she misses that safety net because parents aren't there to be your friends. They're there to be your safety net, which right. is something I very much relate to. That's what I kind of noticed when my mum passed away. Was There's a safety net that you're probably not going to need. Mm-hmm. But
0: but they're there. But it's
1: there, when yeah. it's not there. It's like, oh, shit, I really am an adult now. Yeah. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. She's done with the adrenaline. She says it's fish cakes on Friday from now on. Roy talks about the helplessness that he felt on the night of the attack This is his problem, not hers, he says But he keeps phoning her because he needs to know that she's alright She lovingly tells him to back off And then she produces a Father's Day gift for him It's one of her dad's scrabble racks And Roy
0: Is quite chuffed
1: He's so chuffed And proud
0: Where's the rest of the game? That's what I'd like to know We're not just bringing the whole game why just one rack? Where was it? Or at least, you know, some tiles.
1: Because his house is probably, that's well, going to be somebody else that's living in that house now. Right? right, yeah. So she must have had it all this time.
0: Right. Does she have like a storage unit or something? Because she obviously didn't shove everything that belonged to her dad in.
1: Maybe it was just in her bag. Maybe she just kept it in her bag. Like I keep my mum's £20 notes in my wallet.
0: That's true, you do.
1: Maybe just one of those things that she decided at that point to give it to Roy. Huh anyway it was lovely it
0: was lovely
1: it was just the most beautiful moment and you're not going to spoil this for me
0: no it was lovely i agree it was lovely yeah. i'm just wondering where the rest of the game is and that's fine i can admit that it's lovely and also wonder where the rest of the game it's is not for
1: playing helen <sighs> Our should next have, door. she
0: should have gotten some tiles to spell out no she shouldn't have done
1: she roy. should have done exactly what she done she'd give him the rack and be done with it
0: i love you roy Best uncle ever.
1: Next up, wooing Curtis. On Monday at number one, Emma invites Tracy to an early lunch at the Bistro. So early it's at 10.30. Call it brunch, says Emma. Tracy hates that word. Yep, she does. She's not a fan of portmanteaus.
0: No. (laughs) I find this delightful, by the way.
1: Oh, all of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even even Tracy's interference.
0: The Emma and Tracy show. Just give it to me. Just (laughs) give me this.
1: It's a free meal, so Tracy accepts the offer. At the beach row, Tracy has to witness Emma and Curtis terribly awkward flirting with each other. It's mostly burrito based. Curtis (laughs) eventually asks Emma out for a drink, but before Emma bites his hand off, Tracy insists that she's busy that night. Tracy tells her that she's coming across far too keen. She might as well be whipping off her pants right now. She advises playing the long game and Terminator Todd will be eating out of her hand in no time. Emma wants to phone Curtis later on but rather than suggest a drink this week suggest a drink next week and maybe that's good enough for Tracy. But Tracy puts a kibosh on this little marinade in his own filth for three days. and Poor Emma thinks that he could be married with kids in that time. <laughs> but she agrees.
0: Did, did, is there no sex education <laughs> in Manchester?
1: Emma? On yeah. Wednesday at number one Curtis has texted Emma and has asked her out. She's keen to respond, but Tracy talks her out of it. Slow and steady wins the race, says a woman lumbered with Steve. <laughs> and we find out that it's Steve's birthday tomorrow, but it doesn't want a fuss given it's the first year without Oliver. Yeah. So on her way to the Rovers, Emma bumps into Curtis and he more or less asks her out again, telling her it's okay if she doesn't fancy it, just let me know. And she behaves like she's about to shut herself is non-committal and flaky and rushes into the pub. So Curtis runs into Steve and Roy's roles later. Curtis tells Steve that he thinks that Emma's gone cold on him. Oh no. Steve doesn't think that's possible. Emma is a fluffy bunny on a warm day. Oh no. That's true. But Curtis explains how Emma is basically ghosting him. And Steve doesn't know what that means. But he goes to see Emma to quiz her over Curtis anyway. And she reveals that she's been taking Tracy's advice, which explains everything. Now Emma is worried that she's blown it. And back home, Steve tells Emma to go for it if she fancies Curtis. Tracy insists that it's been way too forward and it's a mistake. But Emma listens to Steve and will follow her heart from now on. And and Tracy secretly loves it when Steve's masterful. Right. (laughs) So Emma goes off to see Curtis, but she's missed the boat because Curtis is already off with someone else. Another leggy blonde. Was it a leggy blonde? No.
0: She had short brown hair, didn't she? She was a brunette.
1: I, I get the feeling you'd disagree with that either way. On Friday, at home during Steve's birthday celebrations, Emma explains how Kurtz went off with another woman, so that ship has sailed, dodged a bullet according to Tracy, but they arranged to go to the bistro for Steve's birthday tea later. So Steve's chatting with Kurtz at the bistro and we discover that the woman last night was a wine merchant. It was just work. It was just work, it, Helen. It was just work. He admits to fancying Emma, but he doesn't know how she feels about him so later at the bistro Curtis explains all to Emma and enjoys a glass of champagne with her making it clear how he feels mm-hmm. and Steve has unnecessarily cancelled his birthday plans to accommodate the scheme which is Aww.
0: which is fine because he gets to
1: get his home with Tracy right mm-hmm.
0: and take a bath yeah because
1: Emma's really confused when Curtis sits down at the table because right. you're the waiter right <laughs>
0: and am I early
1: <laughs> that was lovely
0: yes I liked I liked all of that I loved the I loved Tracy being... I I loved Emma calling Tracy mummy. That was hilarious.
1: And Tracy's look.
0: <laughs> yeah, this 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 works for me. More of this, please. Yeah. This is this, this is stuff. This is the kind of stuff that you can keep your drug lords and dying kids. Just just give me more character development and and funny families.
1: Yeah. I give mean, me
0: this. Give me Gemma signing Happy Father's Day to Ches. These are the things I want. Steve being the patriarch Muppet that he is. Yeah, yeah. This is the stuff
1: I want. I think there's uh, elements here. I mean, the, the, it's the old trope of uh, treat them mean, keep them keen. Right. Comes back to bite you in the arse, kind of thing. Yes. You know, but it was done. I think because it's done with characters like this you mm-hmm. kind of give it uh, a little bit more leeway. That This yes. feels a little bit more fresh because it's yes. Emma and right. we want Emma to be happy and right. to find someone and all that sort of yes. stuff. And this Curtis chap seems like a lovely little lovely yes. guy and the two of them oh. kind of look pretty good together and they seem to be on the same page and a lot of things. And
0: So much speculation online though that...
1: What's his secret? That he's dirty. Yeah, what's his secret? He's got to have a secret. What is the secret?
0: So that he's like ray weinstein's nephew or something
1: Uh, right because they've all got to be related somehow
0: right yeah there's gotta be be. something bad about him besides just accidentally tripping steve up on a bike
1: that's harvey's second cousin three times removed
0: right yeah sharon's (sighs) son better not be no let's just let's just Let's just let Emma be happy for once.
1: Because Curtis seems to have his own little life thing going on. You know, he's, right, he's, yeah. he's wanting to work and he's wanting to become a, that, doctor. a doctor. So yeah. he's got his university stuff. So he has all this shit that's going on that has nothing to do with Coronation Street. And
0: he's really cute and he's shy and stuff, just like Emma is. Mm-hmm. Like the, It's so painfully awkward, the two of them trying to talk to one another.
1: And that was my... And of, I loved it. That was my concern at the start was that... He's a guy that's so good looking and he's pretending that he doesn't know how good looking he is. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Right. For the moment, delightful.
0: Right. He's delightful and he's cute, but I mean, he's no...
1: Whatever they will talk about, who knows? Who knows?
0: He's no Imran. No.
1: We'll take it though. Sure. We'll take it as as a bringer of sunshine. Yes. Our next storyline today, I think this is our penultimate one actually is double glammy whammy shammy (laughs) on Monday Sean has a double glammy booked at the bistro Daisy, because Daisy's in it this week she's thrilled until she finds out that the numbers aren't in the tens and can, can actually be counted on one hand Sean is preparing for the event by grabbing stuff from his flashy merc Eileen happens by and is clearly unimpressed Eileen's in it this week Yay. Yay! Sean insists that he just wants a better life with better things. No mention of Dylan here, I noticed. No mention of Dylan this week. Remember, he's doing all this for Dylan. Right? Yeah. No That's mention what of he Dylan.
0: Supposed to be doing
1: it for. Nope. nope. Not anymore. Nope. Just wants to be rich. Nope. Fuck y'all. Just want to be rich. Just
0: doing it for himself.
1: Just like sisters. Yes. At the Bistro, Sean is in the middle of his presentation to three people trying to think on the hoof of what B.I.G. could be an an abbreviation of when (laughs) homeless Carol comes in. Privately, she tells him that she can't make rent and asks for a loan of 400 quid. He gives her 50. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Sean. Part of Sean's demonstration seems to be showing off his car.
0: Right. Well, just like the Welsh guy, what's his name? Rydian. Did the same thing to him, Mm -hmm. remember?
1: But yeah. that wasn't part of an official demonstration. Well... You don't go to a conference to see somebody's car. No. When one of the ladies asks who Homeless Carol was, Sean claims that she was just one of his homeless charity cases that he likes to throw money at every now and again. And of course, Homeless Carol is hiding behind a tree and hears this. Oh. On Wednesday, Sean goes into Roy's Rolls for a bacon butty, but unfortunately for him, Bernie is serving. And just like she gave it to Todd Tite on Monday... She gives it to Sean Tite on Wednesday. Yes. She reminds Sean and eileen how double glammy brought her Gemma nothing but debt. Here's your butt, she says. I hope it fucking chokes you.
0: This is this is her be- this is Bernie being Bernie being a good mum. First, I love it. First she's defending Paul. I love it. Now she's defending Gemma.
1: tied mark Todd? That's definitely a thing.
0: Yes. Love it. Yes.
1: Jenny has invited Ronnie over for breakfast at the Rovers and tells him that with Johnny moving out soon he's welcome to move back in if he fancies Ronnie very much fancies. Yes he does Then homeless Carol comes into the Rovers to see Daisy All of her stock's fucked. She can't shift it. She wants out. Sean is sympathetic and wants to give her a refund but Daisy isn't having it. She needs to sell it and she needs to make her commission because Daisy's boss now Daisy is under Sean in the pyramid, right?
0: That's what I thought but it kind of seems like they're equal in the pyramid now or something.
1: Right. Confused. Daisy guesses that she can't afford the termination clause. Sean wants to tear the contract up but Daisy, who seemingly has made Daisy boss and all of this, says fuck that and kicks Homeless Carol out. Daisy couldn't give a shit about this. Homeless Carol is a loser and she learned a valuable lesson through this. Sean though is furious. And he's trying to get a hold of Homeless Carol and then finds her, sparked out on the bench at the community garden. And then we see a very rare sight.
0: Contraction?
1: No. Dr. Gadas outside. Mm. She's outside in the community garden yes. with a adrenaline shot or something to get it's, homeless Carol out of her overdose. It's, uh, oh God, what is that called? Demox or something, I think it was, wasn't it? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, what is that shot that they give to people with heroin?
1: I don't know, but Gadas has got that honour yes. and is able to... Um, yeah,
0: typically typically people do, like, doctors and EMTs and stuff have it because you have to give it, like, right away. Right away.
1: Sean is worried that homeless Carol's on the muck again. He'll never forgive himself if she ODs. But she hasn't because the next to we see her that she's sitting up. And so Sean's cancelled the ambulance even though Gadas says that, yeah, Carol really should get to the hospital here. She's been clean for years and now thanks to us not letting it go about where's Homeless Carol? Where's Homeless Carol got to? What happened to Homeless Carol? Where is she? What the fuck's happened to Homeless Carol? She's back in the muck and this is now a thing. Yes. She'd rather be dead than back on the street, she says. She thought she could make her own luck and Double Glammy would have been the answer to her prayers. All she wanted was a normal life and now she has nothing. Thanks, Sean.
0: Yeah,
1: fuck you, Sean. <laughs> so Sean floods Homeless Carol on with one of her mates. So uh, he goes to Eileen for some salvation. She thinks that he's spent too much time and effort worried about his status and respect rather than focusing on not being a total prick. He's a fake. Homeless Carol saved him, remember? And this is the repayment that she gets. Mm-hmm. Sean swears that he'll put it right. And at that point, I'm thinking he's, he's just going to forget it right. about it. But he doesn't. On Friday at the Rovers, Johnny reminds Jenny and Daisy that there's another viewing today and no shenanigans this time. Daisy reminds us that she wants to help Jenny with a mortgage and become partners because Double Glammy is going so well. She's said this two or three times now. Right, yes. Mary meets up with Sean and Roy's roles to give him her opinion on the Double Glammy thing. He reveals that he'll be quitting it. That's all very well, says Mary, but what about everyone else you fucked over with this shite? But back at the Rovers, Jenny isn't sure she's happy with Daisy taking on debt to bail her out. But Daisy says it's no big deal, she can well afford it. And so she gets all dressed up to go into the bank manager because that's how this sort of stuff is sorted out these days. I'm refinancing and I haven't physically signed a piece of paper yet. Right. Sean has called a meeting with Gemma, homeless Carol and Daniel. He announces that he's leaving Double Glammy. He'll recompense those who are out of pocket and Daniel will write an article for the Wedding Gazette exposing Double Glammy as a pyramid scheme because Daniel still writes for the Wedding Gazette. Apparently. Sure. It's freelancing. Right. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt. So Daisy comes back from the bank in sparkling spirits. She's been okayed for the deposit thanks to her sizable double glamour earnings. Right.
0: And how nice she looks in a hot pink blazer.
1: Right. She owns a pub. She owns a pub. Yeah. We own own a pub, says Jenny. Yeah. And Ronnie reminds Jenny that he's there to invest if she needs it. Right. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Ha ha. Ridian hasn't wasted any time And Sean's going to be sued For all he's worth apparently Homeless Carol disappears again Just as Daisy rolls up Wondering what the meeting was about That she missed And she reacts badly To Sean's news about the article And his paying off the recruits Ha ha Says everyone <laughs> Then Johnny comes through the back At the Rovers And Jenny lets him know That Daisy has a deposit And she has a mortgage So she'll be buying the pub He looks unsure she knows Daisy can be a bit make Daisy great again, but she's sure that it's going to work.
0: I love that
1: make Daisy great again. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> because she also there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, pop culture references. This
1: there was because there were uh, so many. Summer them. said that she wanted Tom Holland or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, she wanted Tom Holland to tuck her in.
1: Yeah, which I'm, was just, I'm never sure about name
0: so cute name dropping and then the whole black panther thing right and then uh billy and todd were talking about that um hbo show with uh nicole kidman in that long coat that i watched and you didn't the beach one no not the beach one the one we're all on the beach no not that one the hugh the one where she's married to hugh grant and he's a murderer and a grant's a murderer yes (laughs) Why do you think he's in the prison with all of those other guys at the end of Paddington Two? Because he's a
1: murderer. I thought it was because he's gay. And he likes because yeah. he did the show tunes, didn't
0: he? They? they did do the show tunes. That doesn't make him gay. No, I know that. There are lots of straight men who like show tunes. Mm-hmm. Lin Manuel Miranda, your friend.
1: Good guy. So a disgruntled Daisy meets up with Daniel in the bistro. She thinks his perspective is biased, and he hasn't spoken to anyone who made oh, a success <laughs> out of it.
0: The whole reason why I mentioned the whole like pop culture things is because yeah. and because Daisy mentions The Apprentice, and then remembers, and then she also mentions Shark Tank.
1: Right? Does she call it? No, she called it Dragons. It's Dragons Den and Dragons the UK. Den. Yes. Yeah. Does
0: it? Does she say Shark Tank and Dragons Den? No, or she or said she Dragons The apprentice, Den. The Apprentice, and then. Yeah, Dragon's she didn't ben. say shark tank. She didn't shark, say tank. shark tank. She
1: wouldn't know what that is. No. So she says lots of good, lots of people make good money from the scheme to put food on the table, just like him, single parents who can't be at work at regular hours and stuff. Mm-hmm. She asks him to postpone the article until he's done his proper research, but Daniel has already submitted the article Ha-ha. and it's already online. Haha! Double scammy. I love that. Daisy is not happy.
0: He didn't write that though. No. <clears throat> Daniel, so yeah. Daniel seems to really enjoy this. He does, but then he also enjoys watching Daisy walk
1: away. Oh, totally out of his league. Do you think? And she'd not be interested in that. I don't think.
0: No. Well, she she does.
1: She's evil. She, Somebody calls her evil this week,
0: right? And, and right she is Eileen. evil. But you know what? Tracy is also evil, and she and Steve make it work because Steve is not evil. Oh, i don't know I'm,
1: I'm really not a fan of daisy you can have her
0: <laughs> i like i i like her i like her be- I. she's believable as kind of an evil person who occasionally does nice things
1: one time she did something nice
0: right yeah and she got yelled <laughs> at for it
1: right. back at the rovers daisy finds out that the bank have found out about this article thing because somebody at the bank basically scans the wedding gazette for things like this to. or crop maybe up.
0: they have a you know maybe they have a copy or something or maybe who knows or maybe
1: it's ridiculous
0: yeah but yeah if if double glammy is going down you know maybe if they called somebody who knows it's you're right it Thank is ridiculous you. there
1: you go there you go
0: i tell you what i'd much prefer daisy and daniel to what people are speculating that daisy is going to break ryan and alia up because if that happens I will be very angry you know angry. it's been
1: it's been so long I don't think I'm invested in that relationship anymore at this the point the Ryan and Ellie relationship yeah.
0: they're so cute together
1: I know but it's been so long Ryan so who with cares
0: cute little tush and arms arms for days
1: hairy hands <laughs> <laughs> so anyway the bank have reneged on the loan and we get a glimpse from Daisy's reaction that she might actually be a pretty dangerous person as well as just a fucking nasty piece of work Mm-hmm. Then Jenny and Johnny join Daisy in the back room. Everything is in order. Papers have been signed in record time. And mm-hmm. Johnny leaves them to celebrate. This is the best day ever, says Jenny mm-hmm. as Daisy tries to keep up appearances. Right. And that's as far as we get with that this week.
0: So Ronnie's going to invest. Ronnie's going to do the deposit. And Ronnie and Jenny are going to get in business together. And then eventually they're going to get back in bed together. Right? That's
1: what's going to happen. I imagine
0: so. Yeah. And we're we're okay with that because they have great chemistry together. And you know, I'd rather have one Bailey one than Bailey's no Bailey at than all. No Baileys, right? <laughs> Where the hell is the rest of that family?
1: It's not even a main Bailey,
0: right? He mentions Ed.
1: He, he's a sub Bailey. Ed
0: says something. He mentions that Ed said something about something that happened in the pub last night, huh. but we don't get to see Ed we don't get to see Michael
1: I took an enormous amount of joy when uh, Daisy's plans just got completely fucked over it made me so happy and I loved the the glee that Daniel was taking because he was pretending yeah. oh well maybe you're making some good points here but all mm. the while on the back of his head like it's too fucking late yeah. it is too late yeah. yeah. because when I open up my laptop it is conveniently at
0: oh boing
1: there you go or read it sister and uh yeah there was a little bit uh there was a little bit of spark between the two of them as they kind there of was joust with a
0: there was and daniel does like to joust <sighs> do
1: you know i think she's his match in that respect yes because she's a quick thinker yeah And she probably has the better of him in some arguments, even if she's wrong. Yes. She probably has the argument to beat him. Probably. Because she's that person. Yeah. Maybe a challenge for for old Daniel. Now that he's completely fucked her over. Yeah. Maybe he gets a chance to fuck her over again, this time in the bedroom.
0: Absolutely like that.
1: Would you care to wear this cardigan?
0: (laughs) (laughs) She would totally burn that cardigan.
1: Right. With him in it.
0: Burn it. (laughs) she would dump that perfume on it. Mm-hmm. She'd open the bottle dump the perfume on it and light it up.
1: Let's see how essential these oils really are. <laughs> yeah i take that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Make it so Corey. Make it so.
1: I guess it means that we're not getting anybody new. That Welsh guy. I had hopes for that Welsh guy buying the pub but that's not going to happen.
0: Well we knew that wasn't going to happen. That's a shame. He doesn't like the smell of rotten shrimp. <laughs>
1: But not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Our final storyline today is Tyrone's big time fun midlife crisis. On Sunday, Terminator Todd has taken the bike to show Tyrone, but it's Kev who takes an interest in it. He's looking for a project. Mm. Alina is pleased that Terminator Todd has a buyer. Meanwhile, Tyrone's jacket. Are we really is calling Curtis
0: Terminator Todd? At, this, at
1: this point, I couldn't remember his name.
0: Curtis.
1: Later Kev has already ordered parts for the bike and announces that this is actually Tyrone's Father's Day gift from Alina, who suddenly has spare money now that they're not moving house.
0: Right, where is all this?
1: Alina continues to talk, but no one's listening. On Mm. Wednesday, Alina sashays over to the garage to give Tyrone a card. She's just assuming that because he sat his motorbike exam, he passed it and chooses to ignore his expression, which suggests there's at least a little more to this story. Yes. But then Fizz and Evelyn are leaving the house, and they take a moment to watch Tyrone, in full biking leathers, attempt to bend over to pick up his keys. <laughs> it's an abomination, says Evelyn.
0: And she's not wrong.
1: And later, Fizz and Evelyn, who are clearly enjoying this way too much, yes. go over to the garage later to further take the piss out of Tyrone. Evelyn thinks that he's squeaking like a balloon bender in his leathers. <laughs> it comes out that Alina bought the bike and that Tyrone hasn't passed his test after all.
0: He's as squeaky as Dev's wine-filled shoes.
1: <laughs> At the flat, Alina's hopping mad. Why shouldn't they enjoy the bike? He's a good dad. He takes care of the kids. Tyrone thinks that Does she's it? right. <laughs> and from now on, it's fuck Viz and fuck what she thinks. It's Tyrone and Alina against the world. Blah. So on Friday, Tyrone is on a wee Learner fifty cc bike. I think he's still in his leathers, showing it off to his fellow midlife crisis veteran Steve. <laughs> Shows off his belly. (laughs) I loved it. For no reason. I loved it. Who'd have thought that Steve would be jealous of me, says Tyrone? I never said I was jealous, says Steve.
0: And I don't think he is.
1: Steve is jealous, says Tyrone. You've told
0: yourself that, Tyrone.
1: Tyrone is back on his yellow bike and he's backing out of the garage in neutral, reciting all the vital statistics about it. It's got a 345 fuel head, blah, blah, blah. And then it seems to run away from him and he looks about ready to fall off. And fall off he does because sure enough when Fizz comes by the garage Tyrone is trapped under his yellow bike (laughs) and he's perfectly calm about it as he's on the phone to Kev to come and rescue him. Right. Kev is on his way but Fizz insists on staying with him to keep him company and takes a few snaps for historical purposes. Come on cheesy rider she says. I
0: love it. It works on so many levels. Right. It works because the bike is yellow like cheese Mm -hmm. and it works because
1: cheese because you're taking a photograph. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, it's cheesy that this is the way Tyrone's midlife crisis is going. Right. Although it will get even cheesier.
1: Oh, yes. Tyrone gets no sympathy later at Dev's talking to, Ile- to Evelyn, but finds out that the photos are doing the rounds. Tyrone reckons that they need a mediator, a proper one, not like Toya. So he goes off to arrange that, thinking that it'll help with their communication problems. And then he goes to see Fizz at the furniture thing, informing her that they have a meeting with Tonya later, somebody who has been recommended by Toya. Mm-hmm. Fizz isn't impressed but Tyrone makes a case that all this a feuding and the fussing isn't doing them or the girls any good so separately Emma gets to the flat with a chippy lunch but Ty has his mediation thing to go to and Alina is suddenly feeling sick at the mention of a battered sausage and Uh-oh. so she goes for a lie down and at this point I think oh, oh please, please, please do don't not do, do this, do this. <sighs> please 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 please
0: don't do this Please let this be a red herring.
1: So Tonya's visiting Fizz and Tyrone at Fizzy's. And Tyrone's there. And Fizz right. seems to agree on quite uh they they agree on quite a bit when they're calm with each other that you know the kids are the most important thing and all that stuff. But Fizz is getting annoyed because Tyrone is fussing over his lower leg and seems a bit defensive when Fizz asks if he's okay.
0: Right, yeah, because she thinks it has something to do with the, the bike. Motorbike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what we think too, because he fell. Right, and yeah, and it's, and it's only been... Has it been 24 hours? No,
1: this later that day.
0: Right, so... So not an awful lot of time has passed between the motorbike mm-hmm. and this meeting.
1: No, it's like so a couple hours, maybe.
0: Let's all remember this.
1: <laughs> so, but, Tiz is, but Tyrone is still favouring his leg and going down mm-hmm. and scratching it and stuff, and eventually Fizz insists that he shows what's going on. So he pulls up his trouser leg and he reveals that he has... An awful tattoo on his leg of the Union Jack and what I thought was the Belgian flag. I'm like, Alina's Belgian? But it's not. It's a Romanian flag with a T and an A that right. looks like it's been written in ballpoint pen on right. Tyrone's leg. Yes. Fizz thinks that he's and joining- it's
0: not bandaged up. It's well,
1: not. You don't bandage up. It up. It's, like it's a, a little bit of a cling film. Right. But you get told to take that off almost immediately, which is what we do. Yeah. Biz thinks that he's joined the territorial army. And it I think out- he's
0: just showing his appreciation
1: for tits and ass. Tits and ass. That's what I thought as well. Tits and ass. And it turns out that Lena has a matching tattoo. They designed it together. Designed it.
0: Mm. When did?
1: Fucking hell, says Tonya
0: <laughs> When the hell does he did he have time in between the bike crashing on him and this mediation meeting to get
1: a tattoo? That tattoo looks like it's taking thirty minutes. Still, and that's including shaving the hair off his leg. Still. I just didn't look like it happened either. Still, anyway.
0: they went together to get it done.
1: I don't think today.
0: Well, th- he wasn't favouring his leg or itching or anything earlier than this. Huh.
1: Tyrone heads home after... The- There's no blood. There'd be blood if it was today.
0: Well, you would think.
1: Tyrone heads home after the media. It is shiny. That's a bit shiny, but I think that's because it's just... Well, it's obviously not a tattoo, right? Right. Yeah. Tyrone heads home after the mediator to find a copper at his door looking for him. And later at the flat, Alina's trying to get hold of Tyrone, but he's gone to see Fizz to tell her that Kirsty, Ruby's mum, has died. That's yes. what the copper was telling him. Hmm. And he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how he's supposed to feel about this because mm-hmm. Kirsty was an awful person. Savagely beat him up. Clearly upset. Fizz invites him in. It turns out that she was found dead in a flat. She had an aneurysm. And the council want him to take care of uh, her affairs, which Fizz thinks is appallingly crass. Right, Given yes. what happened.
0: Right. But she has no other next of kin, ah, right. which is also... So he, his name must have been on some paperwork of hers. Right. If they knew to contact it's him. it's
1: taken ages for them to find him. Yeah. Which suggests... Doesn't make... Maybe it was blurry. I don't know
0: much sense but also yeah she has no family right or anything else not. also for Pete's sake an aneurysm really
1: well we're closing this door we're closing this door yeah, but that what- Kirsty could come back which I think a few people were hoping that she would because she's been out of jail for quite some time now
0: right and, and you would hope that this would you know the fact that Tyrone and Fizz are breaking up maybe she would come back and try to get Custody again of Ruby or something nope. interesting.
1: She did. She
0: did. Yeah. Why couldn't she have died of COVID? That's my problem.
1: She determined for somebody to die of COVID. Yes. Oh, sorry. I wasn't saying that like it was news. <laughs> Tyrone has no idea how he's going to tell Ruby. Custody wasn't a proper mum, but she was still her mum. This- yes, yeah,
0: but Ruby probably doesn't even remember her. Probably
1: not. In fact, definitely not. Fizz thinks Kirsty was a victim as well, but a sad branch on their complicated family tree. That was a lovely way of putting it, It
0: was a very lovely way of putting it.
1: She's glad Ty came to her about it. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the flat, Alina's showing her tattoo to Emma.
0: Oh, God, it's and it's a small tramp of, stamp.
1: It's on the small of her back. Yeah.
0: Right. Why Why is that not on her leg as well? Why no. is it on...
1: Or why does Tyrone not have a tramp stamp? <sighs> Guys can be tramps too.
0: Yeah. Men, men, men are
1: hoes. <laughs> and Except hoes, for man.
0: you, Madalyn. You are a... not a hoe.
1: Alina, or is sh- are you? Alina suddenly comes across all nauseous. Careful, says Emma. You'll get folk thinking you're pregnant. Ha 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 ha. And by the look on ha, Alina's ha. face, she says, Maybe I am.
0: Please be a red herring.
1: And Unbelievably, this is how we end this week's episodes.
0: Please be a red herring. Please.
1: It's, I don't Please. think it is. I think just. I think she's not. Please up. do not be pregnant. Given.
0: Please do not be pregnant. I, I know they have a lot of the sex. They
1: have a lot of the sex. I
0: get it, but in this day and age, really, they're having unprotected sex. <laughs> really, Alina, you're not making him put a jacket on that thing. You make him put a jacket on everything else.
1: <laughs> Tyrone doesn't. You're like not to- on the pill doesn't feel right babe if i'm not wearing a
0: right well i i can understand because he's been just with fizz for so long that he's probably not accustomed to needing condoms because he's with one person but
1: i'm fine if we don't talk anymore about tyrone's uh, bobby or or condom use
0: he needs to put a condom on it Seriously, this is just the worst thing that could possibly happen because they are finally—you can tell that they are sort of realizing that they shouldn't be together. This is this
1: is this is where I think this is going. She's pregnant, and because uh, Tyrone is getting the comfort that he needs from Fizz, because Alina has no idea who custody is, right? Presumably, right? That. The two and wouldn't of them are be going to become closer to, again.
0: I wouldn't be able to properly comfort him, even if she does know who that is. I can understand. I, You know, I... But it's... Yeah, with the whole... Yeah, I...
1: We're in danger of you finishing the sentence here.
0: <sighs> Please just oh, be I, a red Apparently not.
1: It's not. Because the way that they've got her looking, she looks sick. She's... It, the, it could of, be... Of, it's a soap opera. Of course she's pregnant.
0: It could be a huge scare. And this is when they realize that they're not meant to be together because Ty can't imagine bringing another kid in the world nope. and having it with...
1: She's definitely pregnant. Of course she's pregnant. Why wouldn't she be pregnant? Of course she's pregnant.
0: They've been dating for what? Two months. She was with Seb much longer than this. Was and didn't she? have a pregnancy she was. scare.
1: I don't think she was. I think this is the longest that she's been in the relationship. Ugh. I think I think this is it. Tyrone realizes that he's made a mistake. And, and now he would, can't get out of it. And now has a pregnant Alina to, mm-hmm. to think about.
0: And the last time somebody was pregnant on the street, they had an abortion. So they're not going to have another abortion.
1: I wouldn't have thought so. But here he or is. Or a miscarriage. He's looking to have fun. It's right, like yeah. he said it during the mediation. just wants to live his life. He wants to have fun. Right. And now he's... That's lasted for two months.
0: Yeah, and and even that poetic, it guess. wasn't really fun. No,
1: I mean the, the sex,
0: I guess, was fun, but the the horrible painting, wasn't painting.
1: the tattoos. What are you even? Let's think about this as well. I mean, you never get anybody's name tattooed on you,
0: right? Well, I guess that's why they did the initials. Still, but like even Emma was like, "Territorial made Army." The territorial Army joke. That's hilarious. I, I just it's it's like it's like they sit around the writers' room and say, "All right, what other midlife crisis thing can we throw at Tyrone?" You
1: yeah. know. Well, I think we've accepted that that's what this is. But, right?
0: Yeah, but
1: but so often a midlife crisis doesn't really doesn't uh, end up in another mouth to feed right i don't think that tyrone's looking for more responsibility right he's nine months in his midlife crisis yes
0: yeah this was just <laughs> meant to be fun
1: right poor emma but if it was just meant to be fun then that's definitely you make sure that you've got a condom on and she's on the pill and right and you're not actually having sex at all because it's, it's like so dangerous
0: 2021 it's 2021 Buy a fucking condom. Mm-hmm. What the hell? It's 2021. Can't we get some updated storylines here? Besides, oopsie, I'm pregnant because for some reason we're pretending it's the 1950s, and you need a prescription to buy a condom.
1: Oh, and the pill more, hasn't been invented yet. You've using that more than once, then. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
0: And they're made of sheepskin.
1: A, a cold water wash for that, I think.
0: <laughs> Do you remember when they used to be made of sheepskin?
1: No, of course I don't remember
0: that. <laughs> latex or sheepskin.
1: No, there was no there was no either or.
0: <laughs> I remember them mentioning the cheap the sheepskin condoms in health class. The
1: in crisp fifth, packet if in it fifth, wasn't uh a...
0: in fifth grade. And I just remember thinking, you know, all the way throughout high school that I've never seen anything but latex. But there has to be because there's lots of people with latex allergies. You'd think that there'd be something. You probably have to special order those. But again, it's 2021. You can buy anything on the internet.
1: I think we're moving away from the spirit of the storyline to focus questionably on sheepskin prophylactics. <sighs> I enjoyed it this week, though. Eh. It was, I think, um, there I like- was enough, there was enough sunshine to get us through the kind of the the, the duller parts of it, and by the duller parts of it,
0: you um, need Tyrone's tattoo. Well, I enjoyed, I kind
1: of enjoyed laughing at that, and I enjoyed most of that storyline. I didn't get an awful lot of joy out of the. Um, the Harvey storyline, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that that's hopefully done. But it done feels now. like
0: it's over, so that you get joy from that, and you get right. joy from Rita. Rita was, Rita putting the one two over Sharon. That was nice. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, I. And again, I, all of this, ticking boxes of what it means when a man has a midlife crisis. Is. It's kind of getting old, but I did really enjoy the Tyrone and Fizz um, coming together. First of all, you know, sitting in mediation and kind of realizing that they both want the same things.
1: They were still icy with each other. but there At was, the beginning. But there was lots of agreement mm-hmm. and, there was, and they were mostly calm.
0: Yeah. And, they, and that was quite and nice. And they begin to realize, oh, wait a second, we do want the same Things yeah. When you get down to it
1: Tonya and, doing a much better job than Tonya it has to be said
0: And and we got to see those delightful pictures That the girls have drawn of their families Sticking mm-hmm. on the fridge
1: Always worth it Yes. Yeah.
0: The ones with the really black you eyes kind of realise
1: that despite the fact That they were in a, I guess they were They were in a rut with each other Seeing them In that environment together Kind of makes you realise You kind of like them together
0: Yeah a rut is not a reason to break up. No, no. It's-
1: oh, that was the week that was Coronation Street. All right. What was your moment of the week? Hmm. I've got one that is so controversial.
0: Is is it Roy getting the Scrabble piece?
1: No, because last week was Abby and Nina, and I think okay two yeah. weeks before that was Abby and Nina. So,
0: um, Daniel getting one over on Daisy. Yep.
1: You that wanna, is my moment of the week.
0: You want to give it to Daniel? I want
1: to give moment of the week. You want to give it to Daniel, Daniel K. Osborne, case for Keith, not Ken. <laughs> that was. It's controversial. It's controversial. He's not been doing it for a while, so he hasn't annoyed me in ages. Hmm. But that moment, the two of them, the little verbal sparring, yeah. and then the, the big reveal, the double chamois
0: the double scammy I
1: like that, I liked that a lot
0: so it's not it's not Leanne's testimony then
1: <laughs> Leanne recapping the finer moments of a terrible storyline, no
0: no, it's it's not Sam repeating the license plate like he's auditioning for Rain Man 2
1: nope, Qantas never crashed said Sam they still haven't crashed Touchwood.
0: I thought they had at this point. No, I don't think so. Do you know that they cut that scene out when they show it on an airplane?
1: They do. I'm surprised that the helicopter crash from Cliffhanger isn't cut out on an airplane.
0: Well, that's a helicopter, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, let's give it to Daniel and Daisy. When have we ever given anything to Daniel and Daisy?
1: The only thing that Daisy's ever won is, uh, I think she's had two Two uh, second smile fades Yes But I don't think and she's
0: wasn't, ever, she, wasn't she uh, nominated For an empty cup At one point
1: I don't think so I don't think she's. She even has One of them term her name <laughs> I really don't like Daisy
0: Yes but yet We're and giving yet, it And yet here
1: we are Saying that Daniel, Daniel and, and Daisy, is, Daisy our is our
0: Moment of the, of the week, week.
1: Our Moment of the week Wait for the The skies to, to Fall upon To turn us. to blood <laughs> As Daniel gets A moment of the week Your boring moment of the week?
0: Billy talking about Nicole Kidman's coat.
1: Yeah, I can go with that. (laughs) I don't actually remember it, but it sounds very boring. (laughs) That is our.
0: (laughs) This is what happens when you're two a year for vacation, folks.
1: I've got my vacation head on, I'm sorry. That is our.
0: Born
1: moment of the week.
0: Born moment of the week.
1: And another thing we forgot. We didn't have a hard debate this week. We don't have time. That's fine. We'll pick that up again some other
0: point. Black Panther. Is he really the most sublime of superheroes? Your thoughts, Gav?
1: Sure. <laughs> no idea.
0: Who's your favourite X-Men, Gav?
1: The tall one. <laughs> Much better than the short one.
0: Wolverine is a short one.
1: Okay. I'm not arguing. Okay. Have you stopped laughing yet from Daisy's lawn getting fucked by Double Glammy? If so, go watch it again. It really is funny. In the meantime, we're the talk of the street at gmail.com and we're at Corey Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can shout me and Helen a coffee by heading to cofine.com. That's ko-fi.com slash the talk of the street check out the clicky clicky section of voggle.co.uk for links to our merch store and YouTube channel and if you're so inclined please leave a rating and a review on iTunes or your podcast provider of choice thanks for making it to the end of another episode we will probably be back next week
0: we will definitely be back
1: with something that will look kind of like
0: with special guest star Dolly Parton (laughs) and the ghost of Elvis Presley so kind of like
1: the talk of the street (laughs) Cheers, Bye.